It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome back to another episode of the Burn Barrel Podcast with Thomas Winchaddock and Alice K. Shattuck. I'm so happy. Yesterday, I thought it was Thursday, like all day, you Mm -hmm. know, when that happens. And so I thought it was the last show of the week. And then stuff kept happening. And I was like, sad that we weren't going to be able to talk about it for so many days. We almost, Alice, today almost completely went sideways on our, in the day one of our self-imposed getting better at being parents and adults and Mm -hmm. homeowners Mm -hmm. and everything was almost as i went to the store to grab some food with things in mind to make uh, i'm just uh, doing god's work as i'm supposed to as a providing father Mm -hmm. and husband putting the groceries on this on the shelf and down falls the open container of cayenne pepper which i absolutely need i absolutely need and boom, all over the place. It bounces. I tried to uh, kick it back up with my foot so it would be off its side. It flipped in the air and distributed cayenne pepper all over the rug. I needed that so much. That cayenne pepper was everything for tonight. That was everything in my life for tonight. And so poor, uh, important in, in, in crucial, critical to my plans for tonight that and you you heard the tirade. I actually walked in this direction so you could hear it. I, I almost came down, mm-hmm. and then I thought he just wants me to come down I, because if somebody was screaming mm-hmm. the c word in my house. At the Alice, top of his it's not lung. the word you guys think. And I was, a, it was yelling a, and I was, having a tantrum, and I almost came running because that's my instinct is to like come mm-hmm. running and see what's wrong mm-hmm. and if I can fix it for you. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, he just wants me to come down. That's why he's doing this. So I went yes. back to the bathroom where I was getting ready for yes. the. I was, just went back to what well, I was from doing. From now on, come running, it. Alice. My no. tantrums are there. It wasn't a tantrum. No, because about, then you stopped. And then the next time you saw, right. I saw you, you were in a good mood. Well, and because I, I had didn't to, have to deal I with your... My, I went through my litany of swears and awful things that I could say and my usual thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the most I get mad is when something like this happens. An unforced error when I'm I'm almost 50 years old. I, I, I have should have this down by now to not be dropping it. And I needed it, and I did it to myself. So this was between me and my creator. I had a litany of words that I said. I went through them all uh, several times, but I had to quit. I had to quit this one, um, you know, because it was very loud. And also because I had to reassure the kids I wasn't yelling at them. I think they knew I wasn't because they saw what happened as well. But but they had to hold on one second. So, um, so that is, so, oh yes, so, so that was almost my trigger to say, screw it, 
go buy some beers and uh, push off our day, our mm-hmm. new life of healing and more. Because I refuse to go to the packy for you today. Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. which is the tough love I needed, Alice. I'm glad. Right, but I almost, that almost, that was almost a trigger. That was almost a trigger. So, but you know what? I say one day at a time, you know? Did it ever occur to you that maybe things happen to you because God is trying to help you be stronger? Uh, no, and Alice. have more patience? It occurs to me I'm getting effed um, several times a day by you know what. That's what it's. That's no, what's it called. No. It occurs to me. Yes. What? If there is a God, Alice. There is. He is carefully choosing his shots and making sure to disrupt me in a negative way whenever possible. <laughs> that is what happened but what with I'm the cayenne pepper. what I'm trying to tell you There's is no that reason- maybe God is trying to teach you that it's okay yep. and you don't have to fly off the handle and to teach you to have he more patience. He could send me a message, because- Alice. He could send me a text rather than F with my cayenne pepper. I did read a thing one time that was saying like you should never pray or ask God for patience because the way God gives you more patience is by testing your patience so that it gets stronger. Great. So- I choose not to play that game. I want to play in my terms. You did tell him. <laughs> no, I think that... I mean, have you, uh, you get mad at God a lot. Correct. Have you tried asking nicely ever? I asked him nicely in 1988 to please make sure my German Shepherd doesn't keep jumping over the fence because I'm, I'm, I, and back when I was a believer briefly and because she was getting, he was getting in trouble and we were getting in trouble and was afraid we were going to lose the dog. Um, and we even added an extra layer to the fence some more height to the fence, mm-hmm. and like a white-tailed deer in a meadow, boom! Calvin the dog went right <laughs> over the fence and away. And uh, yes, and so he broke his deal with me, Alice. 1988. The, the deal the with God is that God gives you whatever you want. I just I didn't I'm want whatever I want. What I wanted, pray. Alice, was maybe to sleep could... with Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. But what I really needed from him was the dog to not jump over the fence. But he couldn't have a dog not jump over the fence. Why? That was the early cayenne pepper. That was a good harbinger for me. Well, the, I'm the write thing about, that you were afraid. I'm going to write about Alice. <laughs> did a whole you, book did full the of, thing that you I'm, were afraid of happen when the dog jumped over the fence I am and writing, it got taken away and you Alice, got in trouble? I am writing a my own Bible full of the times God stuck it to me, and it may be called that as a matter of fact. You are supposed to pray for God's will to be done. <laughs> that is a screaming child. So I'm gonna. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And just that's think, why. See, that I is why. one more hold screaming on. child hold in on. the house than you do. Hold on. That is why Alice and I are trying to get better, because we've got a screaming irrational child a lot of the time, uh, um, sometimes, and we want to. We feel that if we get better, they will be better, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. They do not. Their 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 lives could be much more orderly in many different ways. And that's why, as Alice said, we're beginning. Well, we're not. I don't. I shouldn't say we're beginning any project because I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't know that I can or I will stick to anything. But we definitely need to get better. I, I had a realization today where I was out. The only good. I was out soaking wet. It was. It was a downpour today, and the gutter in the back of our house, where there's over over a porch area, was water was cascading over every part of it. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, because we're us, we haven't cleaned the gutters. Or because we're me, we haven't cleaned the gutters. So I went outside, and, and during the rain, I cleaned the gutter. And, I, and and the water was pouring down onto the wood. And our porch now is warped, and the wood is broken. And I wonder if it's because the gutters have always just spilled onto all the wood. The water just always spilled onto all the wood. Although it rains on the wood, too. But 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 it's like the, much like the, the rock walls that we have, the porch is now... The wood in the porch is now twisted and dried up and, and turned. So it's like... we, it, It's like we're... And so my realization was, we're not keeping up. We're not keeping up. If stuff is beating us, or hold on, give me a second. Okay. Nature is beating us. Other things are beating us. Things are, are just beating us. And and so let me. I, I got the ladder and I and I went out in the rain and got poured on, and and cleaned the gutter. All the muck with my hands, whatever. And the gutter started to work pretty much, much better than before. It needs. Hold on. Let me let me finish. It needs a little help, etc. And. And I tell you, I had, I, I, it was f- fulfilling. 
It made mm-hmm. it, it gave me a shot of positivity. And I felt actually good from just being soaking wet. I was like, this is a I needed this wet slap yeah. in the face. But yeah, I, we just need to do a lot more things. Yes. Um because most of the things you're talking about, the rock walls or the porch thing mm-hmm. or whatever, like stuff just takes a lot of upkeep. Yes. Things don't just stay the way they are if you let them be. Well, right. And, and, and especially and, and, in a place like this where like nature takes over everything that's right. outside the house. And then like, there's a the times year. when I when it's yeah. an unforced error. Like when I dropped the cayenne pepper or yesterday and I'm gonna have I have a new system and this is a hard this is guys, if you men are listening to you may want to turn this off for a second because this is gonna be horrifying to you. Yesterday or two days ago, after um using the grill, cooking hot dogs, hamburgers and some steak, I brushed the grill to clean it, and then left the heat on to burn off some cheese and didn't get back to it till four hours later. So I left the propane on for four hours going, which is, I would rather have lost a testicle, Alice. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. To the, that feeling that I had the, bill, the, 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 the propane just getting sucked out of there, and now I don't know, now it was a full tank that was full when I put the, that day is now pretty much probably an empty tank. I'll find out probably in the middle of cooking today, and that's an unforced <laughs> and then error. And I can just go to the store and get no. us a new propane It's tank. not easy to get Most... propane. The, 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 the transaction is a big pain in the ass. I know, but I can probably do it. I can probably handle it, and um, I will do that for you. But so... Because I support us getting better and being better, and there's just like lots of things to do, and we need to not uh, drink for a while because it's a lot harder to get a lot of things done if you're behind if you drink. Right. So here's the take, but so. of course the 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 trade off. Well, because we're overrun by life, we have a lot of kids, not enough time in a day. Like yesterday, we had thing 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 bed. Yeah. There was no. There was no plus a podcast. Right. Exactly. So there was no. There was no time. So. We're bowled over, and plus the house is getting dirty. The kids aren't really cleaning when they're supposed to be. This and that, et cetera. And so we, we're bowled over. We're, there's not enough of us. When my brother comes and stays with us, that's a time when like we've got almost enough people now, because he's up. He can manage the kids. He does dishes down there. He does like stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And but I think the screaming actually though uh, is over who gets to vacuum, which really? that's kind of positive. Okay, so, so I shouldn't yell. It's a, that was my impression. So, uh, so yes, but, but of course, and you guys know this, of course, life is hard, like it's hard with us. So it, it's very tempting to, at the end of the night, get a nice little buzz on before you go to bed. Right. It's very tempting, obviously, but it's also very expensive. It's very fattening. It's not necessarily. And it slows you down for doing stuff the next day. Well, or doing everything. stuff that night, too. Oh, it, it ends yeah. the evening. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so. So, um, so we need. It to- is very comforting, though. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a security blanket that we shouldn't be having right now. Well, we get we have to at least try to get a little more productive. That said, we are taking. I'm taking suggestions for new drugs and or <laughs> alcohols. That well, don't kind of we did have a suggestion. Somebody who had. Been, don't you tell me somebody I'm told not- me to drink a freaking herbal tea because that person <laughs> needs to be executed <laughs> and fed into a tree shredder. If so, say. that's not what okay. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say that somebody told us that they take this drug that's for, like, not craving alcohol. Well, but I don't think that's my, I don't think that's, I don't think we have, I don't think, I think all of us drinkers have our own problems. Your problem is different than my problem. Well, I don't know. It sounded intriguing to me. Yeah, but. Like, to not want that fix of. No, I think that drug makes it so you don't get drunk. No, it makes it so that you don't have a craving. Really? Yeah, because that's part, and it also does that because people are able to have one and stop because they don't have that like urge to have the right. next one. Right, but which of course to me it seems like totally, really useless. Like, why well, have any if you're not going to have six? <laughs> well, no, but but you don't even need to have the. You have the same feeling about the first one as about the fourth one, which is that you don't really need to have it. Huh. So, that doesn't answer the. That doesn't. That's not a substitute. It's not a substitute, but it could help, though, possibly. Yeah. Or you know, also helping would be proper exercising, like really exercising, like when I used to do fat camp and mm-hmm. that that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Just, speaking of poor substitutes for mm-hmm. things, though, um, I saw this was going around TikTok. This like life hack thing, mm-hmm. and I told Sally about it, and she was horrified, but also somewhat intrigued. Do you know what TikTok influencers are doing because they feel so drinking soda is unhealthy as a substitute for drinking Coke? 
Have you seen this? As a substitute for drinking Coke, Coke, they are drinking colored water? No. They are mixing just like a seltzer, like a La Croix or a, a Polar Seltzer or mm-hmm. whatever, with balsamic vinegar. Hmm. What does that do? <laughs> they say it tastes like Coke. Really? I have my doubts, but I don't. I don't have a problem with it. You know, there's a lot of people who, and I. That's why I got the vinegar down there. Who drink a shot of vinegar a day? That's apple cider vinegar. Oh yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. But it's but it's still it's like pretty. But vinegar is supposedly really healthy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're drinking. They're like it's healthy soda, balsamic vinegar and polar seltzer. I mean, it seems a little oily. <laughs> well, it's just the vinegar, not yeah, 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 not the dressing, not not vinaigrette. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I'm intrigued. Why don't we try it? I don't know. Try uh, it. I'm not. A, I'm not. I, I'm not addicted a to soda. Maybe you'll be the picture of health. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't have other addictions. I'm not. I don't have. I have drinking and food are my things where I have habits that are very specific, very specific, and are comp- all totally mental. Are totally. Like, I'm not ever drinking because I'm thirsty, although I do have always carry water. And the, the food I eat is very specific sometimes, not because I'm hungry. There's certain experiences. I think it's very probably very classic um, 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 habitual behavior of people with bad habits. And I come from people with bad habits. And I also think that there's probably a really easy psychological reason, like a... We're in the land of steady habits, right? We're in the land of, like my, like my mother. It was during around the time of the Olympic bombing in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had or eaten spaghetti with clam sauce since I was a kid, and then when I was like twenty five years old, whatever that was in the nineties, my mother was make had for her a dish bowl of pasta with the clam sauce but she all dumped all the juice in too some people strain mm-hmm. the juice out and just use the clams mm. and she had like a half a cup of crushed red pepper and a lot of cheese it was like in excess and my mother was not a, a, like a crazy she didn't eat like a, a, a like a fat guy but it was something that was obviously giving her comfort and i had some of hers and since then I, that has been a favorite go-to of mine, exactly in that way. And I've got to think a psychologist is saying this is something about your mother, <laughs> and maybe it, maybe it is, or, 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 <sighs> or maybe it just tasted great. Maybe she just knew something. Who knows? But there are certain sensations with food, including the pain that I that that I like, which are which which doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we can get on to the world. Doesn't matter. You got, but I would love to hear what you guys think and all your little habits, addictions, problems, psychotic behavior as well, please, so that it's not just me. And I know it's not just me. Everybody's crazy. And the world now is its manifesting itself in other people far more wildly than, than it does me. I would take the hot shrink, though, but you never managed to make that happen for me. I couldn't find one who was hot enough for you, honey. Just, I'm not asking for much. <laughs> does anybody know an attractive, youngish female Well, shrink? nobody can get um, any like therapy appointments. It's like almost impossible to find somebody who's taking new patients. Hmm. People have been like writing about it. It's like a news story. It's almost impossible to get mental health care in this country right now. They they're like overrun. So I'm, I'm now assuming in my house them- a brunette, gorgeous, simmering, hot shrink, and I think that probably also is not great. So I'll have to present that to that brunette hot shrink when you finally set that. Yeah, up. how will you be honest with them if, um, if you aren't able to tell them why you're even there to see the hot shrink. I think they'll know pretty quickly. I, I'm craving. All right. Ready? Uh, okay, okay. So we should hit, and I know, I think you may be hitting this on a 1570 project, but we were talking about Felicia Sanmez of the Washington Post, who had a weeks-long meltdown over reaction to somebody's joke initially, saying all women are polar, either bi or, or all the women are bi, either polar or sexual. And that caused her to erupt for days on end, and today it happened again, erupting at her newspaper, at her coworkers, at the editors, minute by minute, hour by hour. She today eventually did the 
work uh, equivalent of just pulling the uh, string on the suicide vest. And Felicia Sanmez is no more with the Washington Post. Can you read the that fantastic tweet about it to somebody who should get a Nobel Prize for this? Tweeted. Do you have it? Do you want me to get it? Um, I don't think that you actually sent this to me, but you, what you said is it? Uh... Okay, I'll, t- I'll read okay. it. This guy named TX Ayakato Carlos oh. tweeted out. Can you please stop barking, my dear? This guy tweeted out. Every girl is bi. You just have to figure out if it's Felicia or sexual, which is fantastic, of course. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so, yes. So, it, Daily Beast reported this, uh, that they um, confirmed that they were firing her. She hasn't tweeted, I don't believe, since it has come out that they fired her, which is the first time in days that she's hit pause on. Mm-hmm. I mean, like insane long threads calling out co-workers retweeting people who say nice things about her screenshotting internal emails like screenshotting other people's tweets about her and reposting them like i mean just manic crazy behavior that anybody else at any other employer would have been fired long ago for behaving that way about their work i mean you can't have problem with your work publicly on twitter for days on end without them doing something eventually i i'm surprised it took this long it's only due to the power of like the woke culture thing Mm -hmm. that it took this long but i think they eventually felt safe finally doing it because she was lashing out at so many other people who had woke points themselves, right? And who had right. like victim status and everything else, right? And she was going after other employees in the building who were also woke and also, right? Uh, you know, weren't thrilled with her behavior. I mean, like serious journalists with years and it at the company who were saying, like, um, you know, you need to stop this, please, like just be nice to people and don't like air out all your issues publicly right now at everybody yeah. else. And, and she couldn't stop herself. She just kept going yeah. and she just like got sucked into this whirlwind of people saying she was a hero and deciding to like die on that hill of that. It was heroism to get the guy suspended over retweeting a stupid joke. And it was heroism to call out the sexism at the Washington post and heroism to continue to yell at her colleagues online and everything else like and to just like lean into this just saying stuff like not only is it uh important to still call people out if you consider them a friend and colleague it's actually even more necessary like things like this like she she was obviously a huge liability. It's all anybody could talk mm-hmm. about for days on Twitter was how psychotic she was being. And like they, eventually the Washington Post had to say, we can't do this. I'm sure they offered her plenty of money and a nice letter that she had to sign saying she would shut up about what was happening at oh, the sure. Post. Um, because uh, it's. And she's probably then going to take a lawyer after signing it to get whatever money she can get out of them. She's probably going to get a lawyer to see if they can get her out of it by claiming that, like, you can't um, make people sign NDAs to it, to prevent them from, like, calling out abuse or something and say they did something terrible. That's probably what's going to happen next. But who knows? I don't think she's going to stop being crazy. Uh, of course, the person who should have been fired this week from the Washington Post was Taylor Lorenz, but mm-hmm. we won't get back to that. Imagine having both of those people on staff. Imagine <laughs> that. They have a lot of crazy people on staff. That's why I think that they eventually felt okay about, um, you know, getting rid of her because, like, they ha- probably had plenty of other people who were, you know, at at some point who were like we can't do this who were also woke also you know had all the cred to say that they were still good people even if they fired Felicia Sanmez right um 
But I'm going to, this had over the last few days, we didn't get to into it. Like Tom said, I'm going to try right after this show to do a 1570 project just about this and get into some of the finer details because this is really like, it just went back and forth and on and on forever. Um, But as one of my, I'm just going to run by you one minor character arc that took place, uh, yesterday in all this drama mm-hmm. that you might not have heard about did you have you heard of holden sage foreman no so holden sage foreman works at the washington post and um holden sage foreman is i don't like holden sage foreman let me just tell you right away already um what an a-hole <laughs> so um Holden Sage Foreman on Felicia's tweets yesterday, or or maybe this was two days ago, she was tweeting, these tweets falsely accusing me of clout chasing, bullying, cruelty, and directing an eager mob to carry, don't look up Holden Sage Foreman yet, because I have, I'm going to get to that, to carry out a barrage of online abuse are still up, even after I repeatedly raised them to management and noted that I've been receiving threats and abuse. And Lisa Brain, who's a, uh, more important reporter than Felicia Sanmez, uh, said, please stop. And Holden Sage Foreman, who has a blue check on Twitter, by the way, uh, replied and said, I scrolled through the likes on this tweets, seemingly telling Felicia to stop fighting online abuse. And nearly all the verified accounts who have liked the tweet are men. <laughs> all four of the Washington Post journalists who have liked the tweet are men. Is that not interesting to you? So he scrolled through and this tweet has uh, hundreds of likes. Um, oh, no, sorry. That's the retweets. It has 4,000 likes. So he apparently went through all the likes, saw how, saw how many verified people liked it, made a note of their race, mm-hmm. gender, all the important mm-hmm. uh, features to him, and then uh, pointed it out to everybody. Is that not interesting to you? That the people who like the tweet telling Felicia to stop that fighting is a abuse, psycho. Stop, stop fighting abuse, they're all men. So, all right. so, but wait, so I'm like, who's Holden Sage Foreman? I've never heard of him. His picture looks like he's about the age of our son James, who's nine. And I'm like, how is he verified? Who is he? So, let me take you to the profile of Holden Sage Foreman. Uh, Holden Sage Foreman. His profile says, he, him, elections at Washington Post, editing at Washington Post Engineering, at Meet Your Media, (laughs) Accessible News, Open Data, STL to SF to DC. He has 700 followers. Yesterday Mm -hmm. when I checked this, he had 500. And he graduated from high school, or from college rather, like last year. Holden Sage Foreman? Holden Sage Foreman did. So... Then it goes on because Holden Sage Foreman is uh, tweeting about this and Glenn Greenwald goes, first year post reporter ignores this and condemns the post while defending Felicia. This is the allyship we need more of. And Holden Sage Foreman says, I work on live election coverage at the post as a software engineer. I'm not a member of the newsroom and I've not received any of the communication about social media policies over the past few days. I just care about my workplace and issues facing people in journalism today. And then uh, some people looked into him of course did. a little bit more. And it turns out for what he was most famous for before being not at all a reporter at the Washington Post... Um, but just working in mm-hmm. software and elections coverage, was he wrote at the Stanford Daily when he was at Stanford. Okay. And uh, here's his piece at the Stanford Daily from last August, because he was still there then. Mm-hmm. Opinion, Stanford's dining hall system did not work with my disordered eating. That can change. <laughs> Content warning, this column contains references to disordered eating. I mean, spoiler, the headline. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Contained references to disordered eating. Sharp stomach pains distracted me as I sit in a CS section during my first quarter at Stanford in the fall of 2017. I hadn't eaten enough that morning, as my mind convinced me to take a very small portion of the healthiest vegetarian food I could find in the dining hall. I was too stressed to even attempt a dining hall lunch, and was now stuck waiting until dinner. Oh my god. After thinking about my hunger for most of the section, I made my way to the dining hall after class, but I could bring myself to eat only a plate of grilled cauliflower. And before I even finished that, it was time to go to my nighttime economics section. The specific type of disordered eating I experience has not been diagnosed, but it can be described as a compulsion to eat less than needed when I'm in social settings or when I have trouble estimating the amount of food that I'm consuming. In theory, Stanford's dining halls present students with the opportunity to eat as much as they need, given its buffet format, yet students like me may struggle to take enough of any of the available food when they are charged with portioning it themselves. Disordered eating does not affect everyone the same way. What helps me could make matters worse for others, and vice versa. Still, there are basic actions the university could take to be more supportive of students who may not get enough food otherwise. One, provide pre-portioned options in the dining hall. Okay, house. I'll, all right. I may be going to the packy after all. <laughs> so that's Holden Foreman. So, yes. This show um, will so be called Psycho st- Showcase, if you need <laughs> so to know in advance. He is, he is standing up for Felicia on Twitter. Needless to say, he's not upset. He would like to personally thank Christina Hoff Summers for amplifying his work on how college campuses can better support students who struggle with disordered eating. It is certainly nothing I'm ashamed about, and I'm so glad more people are learning about the issue. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <sighs> so Holden went to college, couldn't figure out how to eat enough to feed himself in mm-hmm. the buffet-style dining hall and needs the university to prepackage his food and portions for him so that he can make it through his economics class uh, without dying from only eating a few bites of yes. cauliflower. Excellent. Good for Holden. <laughs> so, but now he's fighting the power with Felicia Sanmez at the Washington Post. What are you trying to... What do you need... No, no, way. God, no, no you can't have your screen. <laughs> nice try, though. Um, um, so okay. Um, so I want to move here to uh, obviously that I I can't <laughs> say I can't mention anything about that person because I I only have violent thoughts in the matter. Uh, so I want to get to something that I've noticed today and yesterday, and this is actually I've never done this before. I don't think I organically ran into a couple of ads. Um, that blew me away. One was um, today from Nike, and this floored me. Did you see this? No. It says, here's a Nike ad, how do we get to a space where we can be true, capital B, capital T, to who we are? It starts with real and honest conversations. Join us to talk about the issues. <clears throat> that impact the LGBTQIA2S plus community in sport. And at the top of the graphic, it says, true, proudly in motion. And here's the the ad. I'm doing is creating vote classes and creating safe spaces for younger children. So. This is a young man, I think, who's is a woman now whatever with little pixie haircut so he's talking about younger the what he's doing for younger children again 
Hold on. Not right now. We'll Here you go. Later. Ready? I'm ready. What I'm doing is creating Vogue classes and creating safe spaces. Vogue classes and safe spaces for younger children. This is for younger children to find themselves and discover who they want to be. Hearing how younger children. Oh, this young girl that was 13 years old that came to my class is a drag queen. And that's where she feels most safe because she loves dressing up. And here's the thing about kids. Kids don't need education. They need inspiration. Uh -huh. yes. They need to be shown yes. who they can be because they already are that. They already yeah. are who they are. And the only thing we need to do is let them. And Nike is doing a class called Be True one of these days. That's a sport. I I don't know. Kids don't need education. They need inspiration. And so that's what Nike is doing. <sighs> Nike. I'm sorry, dude. I don't. I mean, talk about corporate psychosis. Really? Are you serious? Do you serious with this crap? F you forever. Forever. Jesus. What the... Every, is that, so what, the whole world is now actual freaking pedophile groomers, really? Everybody, everybody in boardrooms and everybody in marketing departments and everybody in accounting and everybody in IT, everybody's a freaking groomer now? Everybody's dead set in my mindset. I really want drag queens and kids to be close. That gives me fulfillment. That's really a thing in 2022? This is effing crazy. It's crazy. What the hell are we doing? So here's another one. Uh, this that I saw. This is from Xfinity. This Xfinity says, "It's Pride all year. We honor." I all thought a month was a lot. No, nope, it's, it's year now. I can't. It's take Pride it all year. We honor all those who embody unstoppable universal pride. And here's the audio. Hold on. How did just the word Pride even get rebranded? Pride is universal. Just say pride in your Xfinity voice remote to celebrate. Say it into your voice remote to celebrate it. Pride all year long. Pride is universal. Just say pride in your Xfinity voice remote to celebrate pride all year long. What? Pride is okay, universal. Okay. Just say pride in your Xfinity did, uh, voice remote to celebrate pride. How did we get to a point where pride is like considered a positive anyway? Isn't it one of the seven deadly sins? Right up there with, like, sloth and gluttony and all those? I guess so. I don't know anymore. I know that that is horrific. Um, that, 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 I mean, what are these people? I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm not going to sign on to this nonsense. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. God. It's really odd. And it's odd, like, how even in a lot of cases... Uh, leftists and the gay community are like almost offended by some of the total mm -hmm. like jumping on board of the corporate groups and you know it really does seem like distasteful even if you support like this it i don't know it just seems horrific to me and and it seems to me like it's hard to claim to be an oppressed group if literally every major corporation and the government are making sure to enforce everybody liking you on everybody else in the population yes we are all celebrating gay people this month all of you the whole month you will enjoy this like it just seems like it's very uncomfortable to me because i, I mean and i think we're gonna probably start to see more um like religious freedom challenges to some of this stuff you did see there were those was it the tampa bay rays mm -hmm. um who some of the players said they didn't want to wear the pride thing i mean they're not like disrupting the pride celebrations that they're being forced to be a part of but they just said they didn't like feel comfortable wearing the pride ribbon with the rest of the team and the team eventually had to let them because they said it was like for religious reasons they didn't feel comfortable wearing the pride mm -hmm. Thing. And, um, you know, I think there are going to be more challenges to that. I think there are going to be more challenges by teachers in the schools with it because there were there were some even in Virginia in some of the pronoun things. Some of the teachers said they didn't feel comfortable calling students different pronouns than, mm -hmm. than reality, which really it should be challenged on on that basis because these are religious beliefs. If you 
Can't make somebody say the Pledge of Allegiance because it says God in it, then you can't make somebody use the pronouns, really. I, I would think it would fall under the same category of, of things. But, um, which is why they're trying to push it under, like, the harassment umbrella and stuff. But it, it really can't, like, you can't force uh, support of your beliefs on other people. You just, it's... <sighs> We can't run a country that way, you know? I know. But, it, I mean, like, how far are we into Pride Month? We're, like, nine days in right now? Yes. I'm not sure how much more Pride Month I can take. So, we are, before, the the, the, the January 6th thing hasn't really started yet. I, I, there is supposedly an excellent content out there um, for, like, the, the how they're building it up. And I look forward to, uh, to having most of it anyway. Oh, we won't have it tomorrow. Well, I guess we'd have it Sunday. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I did want to um, bring something else up that I thought was interesting. And where is it? It is a... There was a a Wall Street Journal article. By the way, Alice, that's good that we subscribe to that. That's a good... Yeah. It's, they're pretty it's good at stuff. useful so far, yeah. Yeah. There's a Wall Street Journal uh, piece by Callum Borchers. Mm-hmm. Um, say, saying, think working from home won't hurt your career? Don't be so sure. Many companies are letting employees stay home, some are all of the time, but workers who frequent the office might get ahead. Employees of the accounting firm Dixon Hughes Goodman showed CEO Matt Snow that they could be productive at home during the pandemic. So last fall, the company declared hybrid the new normal and made the office optional on most days. This month, the firm merged with the larger one whose staff shows up in person more often and whose chief executive became CEO of the combined business, Forvis. Some of the blended company's 5,400 total employees are now meeting new colleagues who could dictate future promotions and raises. Sounds like a good time to get back to the desk. If you want to be a managing partner, you're probably not going to do that working one day a week in the office. And I think people get that, says Mr. Snow, who is now Forbes' chairman. Employees still can work from home much of the time, he notes, but there may be (laughs) (laughs) trade-offs. Hybrid workers beware. There can be a gap sometimes, a wide one, because what's required in what it really takes, between what's required and what it really takes to succeed. Office hardliners like Tesla CEO Elon Musk have made clear that a minimum of 40 hours in the office per week is the only way to thrive or even survive at this company. The leaders of Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, and J.P. Morgan Chase also don't hide their disdain for remote work. While telecommuting may be fine in certain roles, people in the upper ranks cannot lead from a behind a desk or in front of a screen, J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon wrote. Yet other businesses are promising hybrid equity. <laughs> insisting some employees can enjoy the conveniences of working from home without compromising their ambitions. HubSpot, a Boston-based digital marketing firm, plans to track promotions in the coming years to ensure people who rarely visit the office aren't disadvantaged, said Katie Burke, chief people officer. Well, what they're going to say, too, is it's going to be more women who prefer working from home. Right. It's going to be more lower income people who prefer working from home because it's harder to afford care that covers more hours. Like if you go into the office, we ran into this before, like you get to a point where if you have a high power job or if you have to be in the office more than 40 hours a week, not that we necessarily mm-hmm. had high power jobs, quote unquote, but if you worked nine to five and you commuted an hour on either end and you know, so it took eight to six. You could maybe not find a daycare because, like, we had both of us got out of work after six some days, and like we could not find daycares that would mm-hmm. that would cover past six or six thirty, and like, and you would be in trouble, and they would like boot you from the daycare if you were late more than three times or oh, whatever. Yeah, it or was like, wholly expensive too. And like, so you you basically like have to go the nanny or au pair route at some point if you can't if you work past a certain number of hours in the office plus a commute you certainly if you're a mom who wants to be able to spend time with your kids you certainly can't do that if you work a ton of hours and have a commute I mean so definitely like I think it's obvious that there are trade-offs and I think it's obvious that the trade-offs are going to impact like women and lower income workers more just like many trade-offs in the office do now Mm -hmm. just because the people 
like with working from home. The people who show up a lot and work a lot of long, crazy hours and go above and beyond and log in on weekends and do stuff and go like meet the boss at weird time and do all that stuff. Yeah, they're advantaged in the office. Like, right. welcome to life. And I know somebody who's on who does a lot of Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them do their Zoom calls. And everybody's got cat avatars or dog avatars, their pet avatar, mm-hmm. instead of their actual faces on these things. And to me, that comes off as, like, less serious. Oh, yeah. If you never put your camera on and you only have right. your pet. And, like, I think that, yeah, it definitely shows. I think it depends what kind of career that you want. A lot of people want a career where they get left alone, they just get the work done, mm-hmm. and nobody bothers them. And I think this is part of, like, coder culture where, and I've talked to a sibling of yours who works with a bunch of coders, who is a coder, who works with a bunch, who um, said so there are some who, who would just, will code night and day, night and day, night and day, which is why they put like the, the Diet Coke and the Twizzlers out there for them. They're like, you just let this nerd code and he'll be fine. <laughs> and who, who, you know, you don't need to come into the office. As a matter of fact, you may not want him in the office. As a matter of fact, oh, Actually, that person does work Somebody that I know who works in code uh, told me that somebody showed up at one of their Zoom meetings in their fursona. Oh, really? Yeah, That's like great. they're a furry yeah, and yeah. they showed up dressed. Was it, um, was it uh, Coleman Bean's um, foreman? We just talked about Sage, <laughs> sage Taylor Holden Sage. Holden Sage Foreman. Oh, we'll talk about a kid in high school who needed a beating. Ugh. <sighs> uh, so it's interesting. I mean, I don't have a job where... I, I, but I think there are people that want to get ahead. And if you want to get ahead, then yeah, you kind of have to hobnob with people at your work. And mm-hmm. even though commutes are annoying and I think a waste of time for a lot of people, you obviously are more productive hmm. if you're in an office and are trying to get stuff done so that you can leave to right. go home and like the work is limited to the office time like you're obviously more productive when you're there than if you like know you can log back on in a few hours and finish stuff up or whatever right yes okay Tolland sage uh, hughes you got anything else oh i think that's it for now i will come back and uh a Cover the uh, Washington Post in a little more depth because I know Tom can't take too much holding so Sage Foreman. And, and I can, we can check in with the speak with the uh, chat chat. Do you want to check in with them? Let's see if there's any good chat chat. Let's see. Them. It all this could all be the same person. We're not sure, or it could be several different people. Not that we don't mind the same person because I appreciate you contributing, but I haven't checked these out, so it, it may all sound exactly. Well, I'm not sure. Here we go. Hey, Tom and Alice, Mike and Groveland here. Hey, Mike. Um, just gearing up for a summer of January 6th insurrection coverage, getting beat over the head with it mm-hmm. uh, as we head into midterms. Um, this quote-unquote insurrection, uh, there's been very little evidence anyone even showed up with a weapon. So mm-hmm. um, a couple questions. You know, uh, first, um, how are they going to overthrow the government if they weren't armed? Um, number two, if they were capable of doing that, uh, isn't that a bigger problem? Someone can just walk in and just say, I'm in charge now. Well, okay, all yours. Anyways, guys, love the show. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. And, yeah, there's a great piece today, actually, by John Solomon um, that that talks about Trump Pentagon first offered National Guard to, to capital uh, – Trump Pentagon first offered National Guard to Capitol four days before January 6th riots. They gave them a bunch of opportunities. And both the, the mayor of D.C. Uh, rejected the opportunities. She didn't want to see a repeat of what happened in Lafayette Plaza early. And the sergeant of arms, who really worked with Pelosi and, mm-hmm. the, and the leaders, um, said no as well. And there's actually a piece. The Capitol Police um, knew that things were starting to brew. But there's an interesting piece here um, that I want just to read. I'm glad you mentioned that. Hold on. It's um, an online... Okay, so the FBI had 
this info and in threats that they had picked up saying an online thread discussed specific calls for violence to include stating be ready to fight congress needs to hear glass breaking doors being kicked in and blood from their blm and antifa slave soldiers being spilled that's from the fbi bulletin um relaying the exact words intercepted by intelligence quote get violent stop calling this a march or rally or a protest go there ready for war we get our president or we die Remarkably, the Capitol Police's own after-action report concluded that FBI intelligence that FBI intelligence warning was not shared with the chief of Capitol Police or incorporated into the operational plan sent to police commanders and officers preparing to man the front lines. So, uh, January 6th event, mere hours away, Capitol Police, aware they had no National Guard backup, asked the Capitol architect to make some last-minute changes and, and eliminate a bike rack that was initially going to be used as a perimeter barrier. The architect uh, obliged, but viewed the police request as ill-advised, internal emails show. show. This seems absolutely illogical, architect Brett Blannon wrote a colleague just 15 hours before the violence began. It removes the zone of defense. If you find out a logical impetus for the change, let me know ASAP. I'll make calls to the board if necessary. But no. So there were. Mike is absolutely right. There were so many things that happened. Right. That's what I want to see an investigation on. But I don't think that it's going to happen into how the security for that day was so uh, lacking. Right. Because there's big problems with having people just able to run into your capital and take it over and having to evacuate Congress. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't happen. Uh, Of course. No, that was ridiculous that it happened. And, you know, Mike's right that this was not a serious coup attempt. Mm -hmm. I think there there were I think there were people that who were involved and in there who thought it was a serious coup attempt, yep. but they were not serious people. So they, yes, they it, couldn't they really, had antlers they couldn't really organize a serious coup attempt. Right. I mean, I think there were some people there who thought they were going to do that, which is like the chatter that the FBI was picking up. Um, I definitely still think it's interesting that we don't know who left the pipe bombs. I would like mm-hmm. to see some investigation of that. I would like to see some investigation in who decided not to have proper security that day and why. Um, I I would like to see an investigation of a lot of that stuff, but I don't. That's not what we're going to see from this committee. I mean, like, no. let's be serious. No, what you're going to have is but, a stunning array of different nine one one calls and texts to each other in a high production, and then right. no matter what happens, the media tomorrow will say, "Look." This is the link to Donald Trump that we always thought it was. And there's going to be some ambiguous thing that Trump said or did. And they're going to say, smoking gun, smoking gun. Yeah, I mean, I don't, not to, like, overplay it, too, but... I mean, like, in countries where people do have serious coup attempts, that is kind of how they work, is you do just show up and take over the government. Mm-hmm. But you generally need, like, an army or people right. who are as organized as an army, which this mm-hmm. was not. And right. you need the people on board. Like, Trump wasn't actually trying to do a violent takeover of the country. There definitely were people who wanted him to do so, but mm-hmm. I, that... There was no there was no organized coup attempt by anyone. Trump was being convinced by people close to him who were idiots mm-hmm. that there was a legal route they could take based on their belief that the election on the state level was stolen. Yeah, a legal they they were trying to say that there was a legal loophole to do this, uh, a loophole which the Republican Congress it, in trying to reform the electoral count act was trying to close up and clarify that uh, the vice president and the Senate are just supposed to count and confirm right. the votes. They don't get to throw them out. Um, okay, so let me... Can I, wait, can okay. I say one more thing? But the left wants that loophole left open because they think they might want to use it sometime. Right. Okay. Hey, Tom and Alice. Ooh. I was wondering if you have ever read your kids the Tuttle Twins series... My personal favorite is The Creature of Jekyll Island, um, but they are a great introduction to teach your kids about the benefits of free market capitalism. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks. I am aware of them, but I don't. I have not read them yet. But I am aware of them. They're libertarian kids' books. Oh, really? The Tuttle oh, Twins, cool. yeah. Uh, Tim, I haven't read a book since Super Fudge in 1980 and 4. I believe books is dumb, but Alice is smart, so she... Um, Maybe we'll look into it. Let's look into the libertarian books. And Bethany Mandel has a uh, children's book, conservative book company, too. 
Hey guys, great show as always. Uh, this is just a heads up to Alice. Uh, be careful what you wish for with regard to that Matt Walsh interview. Uh, there was a time on the podcast where you were a drop-in guest, and now you do all the work while Tom's name is still featured. Ooh. What I'm saying is that uh, by dropping in on TIC, you could be doubling your workload while growing Tom's career and name recognition. Here, here. Take care now. Great show, guys. Thank you so much. That is a great message. I appreciate that. Uh, good point. By the way. Maybe I'll go on strike like the Starbucks I apologize. Baristas. I apologize to Justin, by the way. That is a good good point. She was great there, and she's good popping on TDC. I apologize to Justin. I was almost accusatory in my tone that most of these were going to be him, which is great. And none have been None are him. Oh. Now I need you more Justins. <sighs> Maybe this is Justin. Hey, time. I wish more people would call from Burn Barrel. It's been a while. Sure wish they would. This is Elder Rubenstein. Maybe you heard from about me. I was in Poltergeist. All right. Oh, oh, more people call. Bye. <laughs> Who did Zelda Rubenstein play in Poltergeist? Not the girl, I hope. The girl died. I... Zelda... Oh, I remember her. Oh, my goodness. This house is clean. Or these walls are clean. Oh, my goodness. Don't get into it, Alice. You don't want to. Okay. Oh, that is brilliant, Justin. Th I mean, sorry. Um, Zelda. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, Zelda. I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> You know, uh, I was waiting for a ride here tonight, watching the headlights go by. And I got thinking how different it was back in the old days. Standing in front of a burger stand, waiting. Yeah, those were the days of the really important headlights. That him? No, too narrow. <laughs> that him? No. At him? No. Now, you'd think after seven or eight hundred cars, you'd lose interest. That's the one thing about waiting for drugs. You never lose interest. You always remember the moment. Is this McCon it's McConaughey, right? The, the time you went, this is it. Is it not? I guess so. Or is this Mine was uh, July 14th, 79. No, it's not. I was in the shower. After a little two-day extravaganza, and I slipped. So I looked in the mirror, and my nose was completely bent all the way over across my face. Is something evil happening right now? I don't understand what we're listening to. All the way to one side. So I decided to fix it. I got a hammer. Uh huh. Began banging it back. I don't know. Okay. okay we're done with that one. I'm okay. Sorry. Let's just see what happens at the it. very end. Your life is no. Okay. All right. Uh, that's a rather uh, unsettling note. Uh, we'll <laughs> head into the end of the week. If something happens, emergency. If the smoking gun happens, then maybe we'll have a pop-up show. But other than that, I think we are good. Uh, thank you so much. Sayonara, everybody. Yes, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for calling and leaving chat uh, chat messages, even the weird ones. I'm sorry, we didn't understand it. Um, but anyway, thank you all for listening. As usual, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. That's where you can leave those chat chat messages or email us, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you get a chance. We would appreciate it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi this is Paige from giggly squad and i want to talk to you about splash refresher and my water intake okay so you guys obviously know that i'm a hydrated girly but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like i need something to spice it up that's why i love splash refresher 
It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.